and welcome to another Tusk Talks Wrestling Podcast. I am your host, Tusk, known as Adam Chalk as well. I'm here to give my honest opinions on the things we like or dislike from all the goings-on in professional wrestling, from shows like WWE, Monday Night Raw, Friday Night Smackdown, NXT, AW Dynamite, AW Rampage, Impact Wrestling, as well as pay-per-views, premium live events and some indie shows, as well as talking about the latest news headlines doing the rounds. So why not go ahead hit that subscribe button on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts or Spotify or wherever you get your podcasts from. Hello and welcome. This is the NXT Deadline Review. Before I get too into that though, I just want to mention some of the other great things that we've seen over the weekend. I've had a really busy weekend, so... I haven't been able to put out any other podcasts, um, I think since Dynamite, was it? Whoops. Um, so, going right back to Thursday, I just want to mention the Josh Alexander versus Mike Bailey match on Impact. I know a lot of people don't watch Impact. If you've got a free hour, because that's how long they went, go and watch that match. Uh, incredible performance by Speedball, Mike Bailey, and Josh Alexander, but Mike Bailey especially for me. They went for an hour, they kicked each other's ass. Josh Alexander did win in the end, retaining his Impact World Championship, but... Please go and watch that. Uh, we had Rampage, uh, Moxley versus Konosuke Takeshita. An unbelievable match. Um, Takeshita is one of the best things from this year in wrestling for me. I didn't know who he was until he turned up in AEW, if I'm honest. But I'm so glad he did because he's one of my favourites to watch. Uh, we got um, Trent Seven debuting in AEW as well against Orange Cassidy in a, a fun match. Didn't win, of course, but I don't know if he's a regular. I think he may be, as he showed up on camera for the Ring of Honor pay-per-view, uh, which we'll get to in a sec. SmackDown was good as well. Sheamus and Butch versus the Usos for the Tag Team Championships was great. Uh, there was a six-man tag match, Ricochet and New Day versus Imperium. That was really good as well. Kind of ruined by all the uh, nonsensical backstage bollocks for Kurt Angle's birthday, but it ended on a nice note, so that's good, I suppose. Ring of Honor, final battle. Um... I thought it was an an unbelievably good show. Ring of Honor haven't really been spoken about positively. That's the best way to put it lately. Um, a lot of people thought that it had been ruining AEW. And I think it had been. But with the announcement of the uh, weekly TV deal. Or not TV deal, but it's going on on a club, isn't it? I think 
hopefully that can be its own thing now and stay away from the dynamites and the rampages not too much of a crossover but this was a great way to sort of kickstart that i suppose uh you had blake christian and ar fox be in rouge and Drillistico. in a good match that was ruined by some i don't know if it was ruined by the referee or by Drillistico at the end <clears throat> but the work was decent athena had an amazing night she beat Mercedes Martinez for the Ring of Honor World Championship. Swerve in Our Glory versus Shane Taylor Promotions. Really fun match. Um, first time I'd seen JD Griffey. Looked an interesting guy to watch. Gates and Agony versus Dalton Castle and the boys for the Ring of Honor Six Man Championship was just loads of fun. I love watching Dalton Castle. If we can get him on AW Dynamite a lot more, then I'll be happy. Wheeler Utah beat Daniel Garcia for the Ring of Honor Pure Championship in a very good match. Hard hitting. Main event was Claudio Castagnoli winning the Ring of Honor World Championship and a nice little crowning for him. I know a lot of people didn't like the finish of Chris Jericho tapping out to the swing, but I think that's one of the realest things I've seen in wrestling for a while. I would be tapping out from that swing. Sod being swung like that. And the best match of the card <coughs> was the Ring of Honor World Tag Team Championship. Double dog collar match between the Briscoes and FTR. Uh, an outstanding violent masterpiece is what Ian Riccoboni described this match as, and I don't think I could put it over any better than that. Incredible match to end an incredible trilogy. I think as a series, it's probably way up there with best three-match series I've ever seen. I was kind of worried by the logistics of it being a double-dog collar match. So much could go wrong, but these guys knocked it out of the park. Um, just outstanding for me. But we are here, of course, to talk about NXT Deadline. So let's get into that a little bit. I thought this was a really good night for NXT before we get into the matches. It almost felt like a switch back to the old NXT style Nothing on here didn't really hit in terms of action. There were a few bits that I didn't like, but we'll get to that in a minute. So let's start with the Women's Iron Survivor match. And Roxanne Perez and Zoe Stark started off the match. Uh, best two wrestlers in the match. They go back and forward to begin with. Uh, Roxanne tries for a couple of roll-ups for near force. She looked really good, actually, in the opening exchanges. Kiana James comes in, and she was a ball of fire. Starks hit a thrust kick to James to slow her down, though, but then gets taken out by Roxanne Perez. On the outside, Stark stomps Roxanne Perez's head into the ring steps. 
but she recovers enough to run wild until Stark hits her with a finisher. I'm not sure what that's called, but that got her the first four, sending Perez to the penalty box. Uh, Cora Jade then came out. She hit running knee to Keanu James and a big stomp to Stark. Perez then out of the penalty box, goes straight after Cora Jade. Uh, Jade manages to slip away, so Perez sort of just runs wild on the other two instead. She goes for a code red on Keanu James, but Jade gets back in and nails her with a super kick. Uh, Jade then rolls up James for a four. We then get the other three go at it. Uh, there's a nice spot where all three go for sort of submission attempts. James comes back in and tries to pin everyone but can't get a four. Indy Hartwell is the last one to enter the match. She comes in and just beats everyone up. Uh, she hangs Roxanne Perez up on the top rope and a big boot she gets a pin for. Cora Jade and Zoe Stark throw thrust kicks at each other. Uh, Keanu James does an incredible moonsault off the barricade on the outside. That was nice. Perez comes back in and gets a pin on Zoe Stark. Uh, all four remaining women go for roll-ups. Uh, Hartwell delivers a super clip. <laughs> Sorry, a suplex on the outside to Jade. Uh, Stark comes back in and runs wild. Spin kicks to Indy. Belly to belly throw on Keanu James. Perez does a suicide dive onto Indy on the outside. Cora Jade takes them both out with one of her own. Starkson does a crossbody taking everybody out. Uh, Perez hits pump rocks on Jade. That gets her a four. As Cora Jade comes out of the box, Keanu James hits a beautiful Spanish fly to Zoe Stark. Uh, Jade tries to steal a four, but Starks kicks out. Perez goes on defence until the time runs out, and Roxanne Perez is the women's iron survivor, which means she gets a shot at Mandy Rose at some point. Is it Vengeance Day they're doing that? I don't know. But I thought this was fantastic. Uh, Roxanne Perez getting the win is absolutely the right call and is probably the right person to go on to dethrone Mandy Rose. I have to mention Kiana James in this match because her performance was incredible. Many of us thought she was going to be there to eat the pins, but her athleticism was really impressive really enjoyed her performance a little bit disappointed by Indy Hartwell if I'm honest I was expecting a lot from her but she kind of looked like a rabbit in the headlights out there didn't really know what she was meant to be doing really enjoyed this match though and the concept not hard to follow at all yeah loved it Isla Dawn versus Alba Fire was the next match they sort of go straight into a brawl Fire, it's a sliding flatliner, uh, straight into a cross face. Dawn picks her up though and slams her into the turnbuckle. She delivers a backbreaker, that got her a two count. She rips off the middle turnbuckle and then hits a meteora for two. Uh, Isla Dawn is all over Abba Fire throughout this match. She also hits a meteora from the top rope, that got another two count. 
Amplifier then fights back and does a step-up senton dive to the outside. Uh, back in the ring, she hits a Tornado DDT for two. Isla Dawn comes back with a big back suplex. That got a two count. Fire knocks her off the top rope, though, and dives to the outside again. She delivers a gory bomb on the floor. Uh, back in the ring, she hits a swanton bomb, but the referee starts spitting up goo or something. Uh, another ref comes down. And as he's helping the other ref, Isla Dawn throws fire into the exposed turnbuckle, hits her finisher, and wins the match. Negatives first. The supernatural bollocks in wrestling belongs in the past. It was good to watch in the early 90s. Not now. It does not work in this age of pro wrestling. Nobody likes it either. Um, and if it wasn't for that ending, this match would have been great. The work from both women was fantastic, but the finish completely ruined it for me. I don't, I don't know why Shawn Michaels does this kind of thing, or not just him. It's WWE, and let's face it, don't get it. We then get the NXT Tag Team Championships on the line as. Pretty deadly defend against New Day. Uh, Woods nearly rolls up Wilson straight away. Uh, the New Day then do a double sliding bulldog thing. Uh, they're in full control until Wilson pulled the hair behind the referee's back. Uh, Prince comes in and monkey flips Kofi, but he lands on his feet in a really nice spot. We then... <laughs> Get a twerk off in the middle of a match, which is odd, but somehow it worked with these guys. A bit later, Woods drop kicks Wilson out of the air. Uh, Kofi then does a mad dive over the top, taking both champs out. But this fired up pretty deadly because they take out Kofi, throw him into the ring post on the outside. Uh, Kofi fights back and drops Wilson with a DDT, though. Woods gets a hot tag, runs wild on Prince. He takes out Prince with a Tornado DDT. That got him a two count. Prince fights back with a shot to the throat and a clothesline for two. They trade hard strikes. Uh, Wilson hits a code breaker off the back of Elton Prince. There's a four-way Eddie Guerrero belt trick spot, which was just so good, uh, so entertaining. As the referee was dealing with the situation, though, Wilson used the title belt. That got a two count. Uh, Kofi pulled Wilson out of the ring, hit Trouble in Paradise on the outside, which leaves Elton Prince all on his own, and the New Day hit Midnight Hour for the win. The New Day are the new NXT Tag Team Champions. <laughs> This was great fun, to be honest. I really loved Pretty Deadly, and they more than held their own in this. New Day are great, um, but I'm actually shocked by the result because I don't really know what this means going forward. A New Day going to be on NXT for a while? Uh, pretty Deadly off to the main roster? I don't really know, uh, but whatever the outcome... 
I'm really intrigued by it. This definitely felt like a match we could see on the main roster as well, which is always a great thing to say about NXT. So entertaining. I would say Pretty Deadly are quite high on the list as a team that could get called straight to the main roster to fill up that tag team ranks. I'd much rather see them every week than Hit Row or somebody like that. But yeah, good fun match. We then get the men's Iron Survivor match. Uh, JD McDonough and Axiom start off this one. Axiom goes right after JD, uh, but JD tries to work on Axiom's leg, which he injured a few weeks ago. Axiom does a mad dive and then throws him into the penalty box. Uh, Backs in the ring, JD drop kicks Axiom out of the sky. They both throw hard strikes. Axiom delivers a big drop kick in the corner for a two count. Uh, JD fights back with a huge lariat and a sit out power bomb in a nice spot for two. Carmelo Hayes is the third man out. He comes straight in, delivered a springboard leg drop for two. There's a nice spot where Axiom wipes both guys out when Hayes sort of had JD Madonna set for a DDT, but Axiom does like this sling blade which sends both guys down to the mat. Hazo gets the first four after hitting Axiom with a twisting cutter onto JD McDonough. That means Axiom's in the box first. Hayes and JD McDonough have a brief uh, but nice singles match. Axiom comes back out of the box, hits a cross body on both men. All three men go down as Grayson Waller is the fourth man man to enter the match. He hits both Axiom and JD with a rolling cutter. And this earns him two fours right off the bat. Uh, Later Waller hits Hayes with a cutter on the apron. Axiom locks himself and JD back in the box and just beats the hell out of him. Uh, A bit later Waller Back drops Hayes onto the announce table and yells, who's in your fave fave five now, bitch, to Booker T. Booker did not like that at all. Axiom then gets two fours. uh, One on Waller and one on JD. Uh, Gacy then comes out. He runs wild on Hayes and Axiom. He taps out Axiom uh, for a... As four straight away, pretty much. JD and Waller then lock Axiom in the penalty box. Uh, Gacy takes Hayes' head off with his handspring lariat. That gets him another four. Gacy hit a massive dive over the top rope, taking out Waller. Uh, JD McDonough doesn't allow Axiom out of the penalty box, but he climbs up, does Axiom, onto the top of the box instead. He does this mad moonsault off the top. It's pretty high. Uh, Hazen comes out of the box, uh, taps out Waller for a four. Axiom looks Gacy in a triangle choke, but Hayes breaks that up with an axe kick. Uh, JD hits a suplex on everyone. There's a spot when all four of his opponents take out JD McDonough with kicks. Uh, Gacy Uenagi's Waller onto the steps as time's about to start running out. 
Uh, Gacy tries to tap out Hayes. JD McDonald and Axiom, at, all at the same time, really, but it's taken out by both Hayes and JD. Hayes hits a massive axe kick to Axiom, but Waller pulls him out of the ring, pins Axiom himself. I mean, he had three falls. He's winning the match, and then he just runs away for about 15 seconds until the bell rings. This was another fantastic match. Hard-hitting as hell and really fast-paced. All five men, I thought, had a really great night. Joe Gacy probably had the best night he's had in NXT and looked great in his new gear as well. Easily, yeah, easily the best I've seen him. Axiom, Carmelo Hayes and JD McDonough all showed why they're at the top of this card. Grayson Waller probably needed a performance like this as well. And I can't wait for Waller to get that NXT Championship, if that is what NXT decides to do. I'm already a big fan of this match concept. Uh, exciting. And I think wrestling's better when it's exciting like this, obviously. So more of these, if it's an annual thing, I'm well up for that. The main event was Bron Breaker versus Apollo Crews for the NXT Championship. Uh, neither man could get the upper hand early on as they test each other's strengths. They were basically mirroring each other, if anything. Uh, Cruz, though, takes the champ down and hit a standing moonsault, followed by another to the outside. Breaker, though, gator-rolled Cruz, hit a big suplex, followed by a standing moonsault of his own, and a huge dive to the outside. Cruz, though, need Breaker out of the air. That got him a two-count. Cruz then had this metamorphosis or something. He changed... Um, started beating the hell out of Breaker. He delivered a couple of German suplexes, then hit a triple power bomb that got two count. He headed to the top and hit a frog splash, which also got a two count. Cruz then misses splash in the corner and started. Uh, Breaker started running through Cruz. He delivered a bulldog from the top rope for a nice. Near four. Cruz countered Breaker with a DDT. That also got a two count. Breaker then hit a one-armed spinebuster for a two count again. Uh, Cruz, though, did the Bron Breaker finisher, which also got him a two count. They then both throw hard strikes until Bron Breaker just nails him with a spear to win the match. I have to be honest... This was nowhere near as good as I thought it was going to be. At times, especially in the early moments, it was really boring. There was way too much mugging for the camera. And I think the Apollo Crews transformation spot... I don't understand that, but that's what took me out of this match. A really big turn-off for me. I don't think much of any of it, really. I don't think the um, I don't think Breaker looked that great either. And I'm a big fan of Bron Breaker, but 
he was not great here. After the match, though, Grayson Waller turned up, hit his rolling cutter on the champion to stand over him as the show goes off the air, holding the NXT title. Really, really looking forward to seeing that match play out. But that is your NXT deadline review. And as always, you can tell us what you thought of the show or anything else that you watched over the weekend. Go to our Tusk Talks Wrestling Facebook page. Follow me on Twitter. I'm at AdamChalk8 on there. I'll be back tomorrow with the Monday Night Raw review. So until then, I've been Adam Chalk. Thank you for listening, and I will see you next time.